Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. (laughs) This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And great price, great people, great service. I mean, just... Can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page. Look them up online. R-O-D-E-R Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. So there it was. Episode 61 on a Friday. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Let's dive into it. Uh, little thing we said last time, too. Iowa Rugby Union Hall of Fame nominations mm-hmm. are open. Find the form on Facebook or talk to Kelsey McDowell. University of Northern Iowa, yep. they're starting their new Hall of Fame. Reach out to their alumni board members like Phil Shateshka, DeAndre Moore, Tyler Nugent, Jesus Ramirez. Yeah. Let yeah. them know. Um, yeah, know. it's it's Hall of Fame nomination season. Yeah. Basically, and also, if you are a UNI alumni, reminder that it's July 15th weekend, so mark your calendars if you haven't already, and get there, please. It's going to be family-friendly and everything. Oh, yeah, no, I'll bring my baby. <laughs> yeah, for her first birthday. Yeah, her first <laughs> birthday party in Cedar Falls. Alexa will love that. Oh, man. And then, so, also some other news. Um, haven't gotten word yet if, when, like, the Iowa AGM is going to be, but... Phil and I, we were we were looking around, and there was a competitions committee meeting on Wednesday, February 22nd, through the Midwest Rugby Union, and we have their minutes. They posted mm-hmm. that on their website. They posted on their Facebook. The Midwest had their AGM. Then their competitions committee had a meeting. So we're going to run through some of this stuff just to kind of see what's happening. Yeah. And, yeah. S- stuff that affects, you know, Iowa. Iowa, yeah, definitely. So competition adjustment for 2023, so... This will be for like our fall seasons once we get there. So in Division One, for the men, Palmer College Dragons have requested to relegate to Division Two, and the Midwest Rugby Union supported that based on the previous year's competition. So Palmer is moving from D1 to D2. With the move, the Chicago Lions will be moving to the Western Conference, and that will make both leagues 5-5. Five and five. The West has 5, the East mm-hmm. has 5. Perfect. So last year, there was 11 teams and we were wondering, hey, are they going to bump a team up? Nope. Palmer, you know, they have such a different structure than everybody else. The fact that they still are a university, mm. 
but they, their turnover is so much quicker than these yeah. other clubs. Um, you don't have guys that are on the team for six, eight, ten years. Exactly. Yeah. They have a lot of people for two to three years. Yeah. That's probably like the average is like two to three. Mm. And I mean, some people are there four years, whatever. But yeah, so we will see them in D2. Mm. Then in the women's Division One Two Hybrid League. So Wisconsin is going to drop to D2. And then just kind of looking through here. Really, they're just continuing to you know get rid of this hybrid d1 d2 they want a traditional d1 league and that will be the premiership and then they'll have their d2 mm-hmm. so then in men's division two again palmer was approved to go from d1 to d2 they will be in the northern league and if you remember the northern league was east side banshees des moines st paul jazz pigs des moines bremer uh-huh. And there was one more Minnesota team. Was it? Wait, it was uh, East Side. Oh, and then it was, it was Metropolis's Metropolis developmental side. Yeah, yeah. D2 Metro's team. developmental side. And so Palmer is going to be in that division. Mm. And you might think, whoa, now they have six teams. Well, the Bremer County Bucks, they've requested to move from D2 to D3. And then based on the last year's results, Midwest Rugby Union agreed. So Bremer is going to go back to D3. Again, we've talked about this before. Phil and I were on some of these previous teams with Bremer where a lot, like Bremer is built for D3 rugby yeah. in a sense of that's a tiny community. Yes, very. You, you think of like Waverly has around 10,000 people. And when Waverly, Bremer County gets bumped up to D2, they're playing against Chicago. There's 6 million people there. Yeah, uh, The Minneapolis teams. The, there's you know, millions of people to pull from there too. You know, every team that we played, you know, it was from a large city. There was Milwaukee, a large player Madison, pool. Yeah, uh, you know, Green Bay, like it's just it's insane. And it's mm-hmm. like not making excuses, but it's just you you increase the travel distance, you increase the player pools for the other team, and it's just so taxing on that club. It's just it's a weird spot, and I think sometimes the Midwest Rugby Union just looks at it from a bird's eye view, like. You guys won. You should be fine when you move up. And it's more complicated than yes. that. There's more layers than that. Sustainability is the key. And and we talked on Wednesday with Casey Hansen, and I made the joke about, you know, hey, Waverly Elementary and Middle School has like 90 kids who know rugby. They do an amazing, amazing job with their youth programs. Then those kids play for the high school. A lot of them, they go to college to play rugby or wrestle or football like their kids are going off doing things um when are we going to start seeing those kids come back to waverly and play for bremer that's something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. as well because future yeah it's really big in the community but like how do how do you get those people okay uh the next thing the pittsburgh forge their second side is they were playing in d2 they asked to go down to d3 midwest rugby union agreed so pittsburgh forge they're a d1 team they had a D2 team. Well, the D2 team is now D3. Hmm. Okay. So in order to maintain competitive equity, the Southside Irish and Lincoln Park are moving from the Great Lakes to the Central League. The Chicago Lions D2 has moved from the Central to the Great Lakes. And Fort Wayne moved from the Central League to the Eastern League. Everyone plays eight games. Four home, four away. You play everyone twice. Hmm. Uh, yeah. pretty that Makes sense. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff. Um, women's D2 stuff. I'm trying to see nothing with Iowa teams in there right now. So we'll keep an eye out to see mm-hmm. like 
What happens with the Cedar Rapids Shield Maidens? What happens with the Des Moines women's team? What about the Quad Cities? Are they doing something? Again, I think there's potential, and the Omaha women's team, there's potential to have an entire league in Iowa of women's teams. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. Then in D3, the Canton Mad Dogs requested promotion from D4 to D3. Midwest supported that. So that's in the Eastern League over in Ohio. Again, Pittsburgh dropped down. Central League, no change. The Northern League, there's a league manager to confirm the intentions of Traverse Bay, who may request to relegate to D4. Um, Southern League, White River is merging and rebranding as the Indianapolis Impala's D3 side. So White River, they were their own club. Times are tough. Mm-hmm. They went to Indianapolis and Paul's and they're like, hey, we want to be under your umbrella. We are your D3 side. Interesting move. Yeah. I mean, it keeps those people playing, but now they have the structure. Uh, the Impalas are uh, a team that has some higher level teams. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Carfu, no changes. So surprising. Chicago Riot is still going to be there. Uh, Fox Valley is still D2. You know, we we're talking to Dan Brinks. Then. In the Iowa League, Clinton Muddy River has been removed from this competition cycle because they did not participate in the previous cycle. Mm-hmm. If you remember, it's typically the rule, yeah. They had some forfeits. They agreed to play in the season. Forfeits happened. So they're taking this year off. But again, they have a high school league that's popping up this spring or a high school team. Guys are coaching that. Hopefully, that builds some excitement in the community and we'll see Clinton mm-hmm. back. In I, no time. Yes, I really hope so. I I think we will. But, yeah. It's the same yeah. thing with like, uh, you know, River City. They took time off. Guess what? Spoiler alert. When we get to the D4 part, River City's back. They took a year <laughs> off. They rebuilt. They're back. Hope to see the same with Clinton. And again, Bremer is back in D3. Minnesota. The Red River Ruffians out of. Yeah. Uh, it was like North Dakota? Right? North yeah. Dakota. Yeah, they're good. They are being promoted to the D3 Minnesota League after winning the D4 championship two years in a row. And then the Sioux Fall Crow, they have to run it by their league manager. Sioux Falls Crow, they may drop down to D4. Interesting. Yeah, I, I know they didn't... You know, there's only four teams in the Minnesota D3, and I know they finished, I think, fourth behind St. Cloud, but... They weren't like blown out. No, it was kind of like their whole the records for that Minnesota League for D three were all over the place too. Where it's like each team had beaten each other like once. Yeah, like there was like a three way no tie for inter- first place at one point. Yeah, yeah. no one was undefeated. Everyone was kind of yeah. So that's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I I would like to see them stay D three to like build up that Minnesota League so it's more yeah. than just four teams. Yeah, uh, and then and then in the D four league. Iowa Falls and River City are in the Minnesota-Iowa League. So, again, they have combined for Division Four. Minnesota and Iowa are together. Iowa Falls is still in it. River City is back. Perfect. Yep. Hell yeah. And then the meeting was adjourned at 9.37 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> yeah, I just – literally, all I did, I just read the the Midwest minutes from their website. That's that's really all we did there. Yeah. Um, Interesting, interesting stuff. Again, Iowa AGM, I haven't seen a specific date yet. They were thinking about tomorrow, but I haven't seen confirmation. If we hear anything, we'll let you know. But that's what's happening in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. 
So pretty cool stuff. I'm really excited that River City's back. And I really like the idea of having a combined Minnesota-Iowa league this time instead of having, you know, a D4 team from Iowa playing some team in Wisconsin, somebody in North Dakota, somebody in Minnesota, this having to go all over the place. So I think this is going to work out a lot better. It'd be cool, too, if Iowa Falls and River City, if I was in charge of the schedule, I would have them play each other home and away. Yeah. So they have two matches in Iowa, mm-hmm. and then they play each Minnesota team once, and half of those are at home and half are away. But at least, like, if they could play each other, you know. Yeah, definitely less travel. Yeah, so. I, I, and I think, I don't know, but. But, I mean, the River City's up in the corner of Iowa there. Like, it's not that far across the border to Minnesota, so. Right. Well, but I'm for saying, Iowa Falls, obviously, it's different. But River City and Iowa Falls are close. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's cool. Cool stuff happening. And then, also, more cool stuff. There is middle school rugby in the Des Moines area. So the Des Moines Touch Rugby and Iowa Youth Rugby Association, they've come together to put together a six-on-six non-contact rugby league for middle schoolers in the Des Moines area. Anybody can sign up. If I know Weeks Middle School retweeted this. I wonder who retweeted that. Weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to go to jrrugby.com slash msrugby to get more information and fill out the form, basically, if you're a DMPS middle school kid, uh, you can play rugby. People are going to teach you how to play touch rugby. And then the championship will be in Valley Stadium before our – Valley Tournament on Friday, April 28th. So if you have a middle school kid and you live in the Des Moines area, and I mean, I feel like they would accept West Des Moines kids, I would hope. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume so. I don't know. Like, you're not going to turn a kid away. Exactly. But yeah, if you have a kid and you're in the Des Moines area, have them play rugby. You yeah. know, this, it, it only goes for four weeks. It's four weeks long. That's yeah. it. You know, so get them in, get them active, have exactly. some fun. Would you play? If you were in middle school? 100%. I wish we had it when I was in high school. Yeah, right? God. Speaking of high school, though, new teams popping yeah. up. New teams yeah. popping up. So we actually have two special interviews today. The first one, we are going to talk to Aiden Lewis, who graduated from Bondurant Farrar. He's a current junior at Iowa State University. Plays scrum half for him. Awesome kid. He is leading the charge and starting the Ames High School rugby team for the first time ever. Hats off to him. Way to take some initiative and get a team started and get them rolling. It's going to be – I think they're going to have a good year, you know, for a first-year team. Oh, of course. No, he's got a lot of passion. Do you believe me? I do believe you. Let's find out. Ah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, and we are here with Aiden Lewis the head coach of the brand new Ames High School rugby team for the boys. Also, he's a junior for the Iowa State Cyclones men's rugby team. Aiden, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How are you guys? 
Not too shabby. No complaints. Yeah, can't complain. And also, too, first off, awesome job, man, getting AIM started. I know I've been giving Ant a hard time forever because, (laughs) yeah, just because it always seems like if you have a college team in town, like, why not a high school team? But I know that's something that he's been talking with their school or talking with players. So how did this come about? How how did you end up in charge? How did this actually start to get some traction? And now we actually have a team in Ames. What's the story behind that? Oh, well, I'd say the big thing behind it, uh, really, we wanted to see a lot of progression with Iowa State and our club. I mean, that was the biggest thing. We wanted to get guys more involved. We wanted to move our program to the next level. And we realized, you know, there really isn't enough at the high school level. It's still pretty small here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And obviously, one thing that needs help is to add to that. I mean, there needs to be more schools. I mean, we need to get mm-hmm. it to the point where there's enough schools in Iowa where it's a sponsored sport by the the local schools. And so I thought, hey, we're in Ames anyways. We've got guys that want to help guys that are already coaching each other i mean most of the players on our team are what are mainly helping to get us better Mm -hmm. and might as well just aims high is right there there's a ton of kids there i mean i want to give that opportunity to to them so it makes sense you know you're in aims you have all these people who understand the game of rugby they know what's going on through iowa state especially like you're at a college level you still have things to learn as a collegiate athlete but these kids in high school they're brand new to it. They, they have no idea. So, I mean, to, to them, you know, you are a wealth of knowledge. And I think, you know, having a university, there's going to be every single year new people that could come in and get their feet wet with uh, coaching at the high school level. Um, guys could move on to do new programs and new communities once they graduate through Iowa State. Uh, was that something, though, you talked to Aunt Fry and was like, hey, I want to do this? Or did he come to you guys like, hey, let's get some guys to step up and actually give this a go? Well, honestly, a big thing was I went to a Bonneret High School. That's where I played rugby. Oh, okay. And so I have a pretty close connection with Brent Wheeler from Southeast Polk. Uh, my dad is Brad Lewis, who coaches the Bonneret High School team. And so I really talking with them, I mean, we always talked about, hey, we want it to grow. We want to get the high school level where there's more teams, more competition. That's really where it struggles. We're playing the same teams all the time. Mm-hmm. And it really isn't enough. I mean, so I told Aunt, hey, this is something I really want to do. And Aunt has been more than willing to work with me, help me get it set up, any questions that I have. I mean, I have plenty of resources, whether it's Brent Wheeler or my dad. Uh, there's, And honestly, what people don't realize is at Iowa State, we have a huge backing from the university. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we have so many resources. We have the ability to kind of do some of that taxes that exemption stuff. Give them some of the equipment we already have. I mean, we have tackling pads. We have balls. We've got old jerseys if we truly need to use them. I mean, we have so much that's already set up. I mean, we're basically on the ground level ready to go anytime we want. That's awesome. And, and again, you have, you know, a whole roster of guys who could come and help out. Maybe not every day, but, I mean, just, again, that's something that high school kids probably see and are like, hey, this is – Cool new sport, something we haven't seen. And these guys from the university are coming over here, volunteering their time, making something happen. Um, what is the vibe of, like, students you've talked to? Like, how has that been, trying to go into the high school and recruit these guys? Are they – like, what's the first thing they say? How do they react when you bring it up to them? So the few kids that I have talked to are super 
unknowledgeable about the sport. I mean, which to (laughs) be honest, that's the same way I am. (laughs) You know, I first started, I'm like, I have no idea where rugby is. Mm -hmm. And then I met this dude named Paul Emmerich that was just a huge, you know, huge name. I mean, he's had the most tries in the professional USA rugby history until I think uh, Colin Isles broke his record. I mean, and so he introduced that. I'm like, oh, this is a real professional athlete. This is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting into that, I mean, showing these kids that we're college athletes, we're basically a D3 school, but you get to go to Iowa State and have all the fun, still go to the football games. I mean, you get to be a student, but you get to be kind of a D1 athlete in a way. It's pretty enticing to some of these kids, and all of them have been watching random rugby videos. They go on YouTube, find it, and They've all been pretty excited. They've been texting me. They really want to make it. They want to make it happen. And I'm sure the big thing is getting them to text their friends, show them some of these videos, show them how cool rugby is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's something we always talk about is like me being playing for a while and being in my, you know, 30s now trying to tell high school kids like this sport's so cool. You'll love it. It means almost nothing compared to if one of their buddies is like, hey, man, I'm doing this thing after school. They're going to show up for their buddy, not for me. They have no idea what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's that's the big one. It's like you can have all these ideas. You can have this experience. But really, it just comes down to like, how do the guys who are bought in, how do they make it sound cool to their mm. friends? Because it's tough coming from someone outside the school. So yeah, that's going to be huge. And and you had a meeting with the administration from Ames last week, right? How did that go? What What's their view on, on bringing rugby into the Ames community. So I met with Lyle Letters, who was the, uh, or Lyle Fetters. Yep. He was the old uh, athletic director over at East. I don't know if you know, you might know him actually, right? Oh yeah. No, I, uh, I coached wrestling <laughs> over at East and he signed my contract and he was my ninth grade uh, civics teacher at North Polk high school. Oh, wow. Fun small fact. World. Yeah. Small, <laughs> very small world. Nice. <laughs> old Fetters. Well, yeah, no, he, he was a great guy. He was more than willing to work with us on the rugby thing. I mean, he was, you know, as long as you treat it like a club, you we're willing to let you use some of the facility. Ames nice. has a ton of field space over at their middle school. Uh, I think I've got some indoor basketball, uh, kind of a basketball gym reserved if the weather ever goes south, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I mean, they've been super supportive. They said we can kind of brand ourselves as the Ames Rugby Club. I mean, show that we're a part. They've been pretty supportive, and I was super happy because that was probably my biggest concern is how was I going to get the school on board where it made it seem like, hey, this isn't going to be a liability. This is going to be an asset where, you know, kids are just getting an opportunity to get more involved, and it's going to help them at the other sports like football and wrestling. Definitely, and that's an amazing thing to hear that the the admin is supportive because you have teams who've been around – for close to 10 years in this league and they still don't have access to practice fields or, you know, just even being able to put flyers up or, you know, they're still fighting an uphill battle. Mm. So to start on day one and being like, Hey, yeah, you can practice on school grounds. That's That's huge. huge, Cause some places kids have to drive to practice and that eliminates almost all your freshmen and sophomores, you know, so Mm. huge win right there off out, out of the gate. So another thing too, I mean, do you, Ant was telling me you've got maybe a pretty high profile athlete coming from the freshman class out for rugby, or is he just saying that to get me all pumped up? Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a wrestler who was down at state. <laughs> that might be both of us, but I've uh, been talking with some of the Ames kids and uh, Denari, the 195 pounder said he might be interested in trying it out. 
but we've got to make sure we work around. We got to work around wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. The season's <laughs> over, so Which, he's know. he's resting probably, right? I mean, that's perfect. Well, they do some of the freestyle, the Greco in the spring, yeah. but you know that's the big thing. I mean, I'm gonna let all these kids do track, soccer, wrestling, whatever oh, yeah. they need to do, and then yeah. you know, rugby's just gonna be the fun thing on the side, kind of the layback. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, if they're doing those other sports, like they're not gonna be coming to practice like off the couch eating potato chips yeah, like they're exactly. you know they're getting a workout somewhere those skills transfer i mean if you can get the basics of rugby down for them they're gonna they're gonna be fine you know and and you know to talk about rugby too with your background again you said you're a junior at iowa state um do you play in that scrimmage with des moines this past weekend i did yeah i uh i played scrum half in that scrimmage got to play against all our old uh, iowa state alumni pretty much nice. i think we had nine guys that started for des moines side Nice. That's of awesome. Iowa State alums. Nice. And how's everything looking going in the spring? We had in the fall a couple of your teammates talking about some of the, you know, cool opportunities you guys had. You guys are playing at a very high level. And, you know, it sounds like things are looking to continue to finish off that conference tournament and head to nationals. What What's kind of going on right now? Obviously, you know, you had a match this past weekend. All eyes on the conference championship and nationals. How's everything going? Well, the big thing we're just focusing on right now is Minnesota. I yeah. mean, every game we're, we're trying out, we're getting set up. I mean, it's all in preparation for that. I mean, we have to win that game. If we don't, it's all over. Right. But Ant's done a great job of getting Owen McGuffin. He's mm-hmm. another coach that's helped us out a lot. He has a lot of experience. He's been playing around the country. And then just he's had other coaches. We have some of our old alumni that graduated at semester, John Ivan and Jared Johnson. Mm-hmm. And we've just had a couple guys that used to play for us that have really stepped up. They're willing to share their wisdom, kind of their experience. I mean, they've been around the program longer than we have. They they know what it takes to win and lose, and they know what's going to get us in trouble. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, that's such a tough but, thing to do, to have that split season. Like, you guys – are in the conference championship, but then, and you've already played Minnesota, you've beaten them twice, Mm. but then you take this extended break, the roster changes, you lose some of those pieces. I mean, Minnesota's dealing with the same thing, but it's just, it's tough being in the Midwest, especially when your championship is in the spring for the fall season. Um, But no, it sounds like, you know, Ant, he's got you guys focused and, and ready to go. And, and I think too, you know, coaching a high school team, it will only make you, a better player as well, because not only do you look at the game through the lens of a player, you're now looking at it as a coach. You're looking mm-hmm. at the whole field and granted it's sevens, but still just your brain is working in a different way. I think you're going to see some things click on the field as a player as well. So no, really happy for you guys yeah. to get aims going and really excited to see what Iowa state does this spring. You got a huge spring ahead of you and um, yeah, no, I just appreciate you for coming on and, Sharing uh, Ames' story a little bit, and we'll definitely be checking up with you on how the inaugural season goes for the – are you guys going to go by the Little Cyclones? So that's the other thing we're going to put up uh, that we'll be working with the kids, maybe coming up with our own names if we want to do something different or if we want to take the Ames high and keep that going. But we have a couple other ideas in the works. We have a – Jake Ponder on our rugby team is really good. He made our new Iowa State crest. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be making the Ames – Iowa State or the Ames Little Cyclones logo, they might go by something else, but I don't want to spoil anything yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye out for the announcement then. 
Nice. Well, awesome, oh, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, of yeah. course. No, when we hear of like a new team popping up, we're like, we got to We got to hear about it because I think too to hear like your story and like you're in college, you're a junior, you're focusing on going to nationals or you're focusing on beating Minnesota for that conference title. Like it shows that like people can start rugby teams, you know, you can do that while doing something else. And I really like how you said too, the main goal of this whole thing, give back to the community, put rugby in the community, you know, have a way for the Iowa state guys to grow the game outside of just on the field with what you guys do. So that's another thing too, that I just really happy to hear that Mm. that's your guys's mindset. It's not just like on the field win and then pipeline from Ames to Iowa state. But I mean, also like, you're, you're building this culture and this community in Ames. Um, it's more than winning, but like also that community and that culture will add to the success. That'll add to the winning. I mean, you, you were from Bondurant. You see how it started small. Now Bondurant probably has like 60 kids sipped for the season, you know, mm. and then a lot of those kids are playing in college. So no, love to see it, man. And yeah, good luck this spring and everything. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I hope we can get some of these kids where they start falling in love with rugby and Mm -hmm. take it to the next level, help grow Iowa, you and I, get them all on the board. I mean, I know you and I is trying to move up to the D1AA level, and that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that and just see Iowa grow as a whole. Oh, definitely, yes, definitely. Well, awesome, Aiden. We'll uh, we'll definitely see you around, man. Awesome. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. You too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and that was aiden lewis uh really happy you know he decided to come on and give us a little rundown of what's going on in Ames, and really look forward to seeing how they perform this year it's gonna be it's gonna be good yeah and i think we'll definitely be checking back in with him to see how the season goes yeah. and we'll see him at some tournaments so yeah it'll be it'll be good and also uh hopefully iowa state makes a real big run too yeah for playoffs yeah that's the crazy thing too like this kid's competing for like a conference championship and if they win that they go to nationals and then coaching a high school team like that's a lot and like thinking like when you were a junior in college like that's a lot yeah i don't i wasn't really worried about doing that i was just worried about playing <laughs> right so hats off to him yeah. really excited to see his program and and what they do with it and having the backing of the high school and the university to help you out. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, first year, there's going to be a lot of learning, but the fact that you have all these people supporting and helping to, whether it's coaching or getting funds or getting equipment, mm. like they're, they're going to be in a good spot yeah. and, and a sustainable spot. I think that's something too, as we talk to people, sustainability. What mm-hmm. is the plan to make sure it's not just a one-year thing because it's really easy to put all your chips in be like, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And it's like, okay, what are we doing for year two? And it's like, well, we spent all the money and 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 we we exhausted all of our resources. And it's like, what yeah. are we doing? So I think they're set up for success in the long term mm-hmm. and the short term. So really excited to see. But we have a bonus interview today. Yeah. 
another uh, real, real good. I don't know what I was going with on that. A real <laughs> I, good boy. I was say a very good boy. <laughs> no, Van Meter, a program that has won a state championship back in the early days. Yeah. I mean, this was a program that was a force. Former, former powerhouse, yeah. Yeah, and then COVID kind of knocked them down. And being a smaller school, sometimes getting those numbers can be tough. But Isaac Benton, moving back in the area, kind of settled down with his job. He decided, you know what? We're bringing it back. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do with that as well. Maybe we should get a hold of him. I think we should too. All right, and we are here with Isaac Benton. Isaac Benton is now the coach of Van Meter High School Boys team, a team that had a strong history, one of the first teams in the league. It went away for a while, and now they are back. Isaac, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Good. Really appreciate you for coming on, especially, you know, they announced the, the schedule yesterday, and now we know Van Meter is in the league. So how did it come about where Van Meter was going to come back? Is that something someone reached out to you, or is that something you wanted to make sure you got done? Uh, it's something I wanted to do um, because – I remember, like, when I was in high school, I never knew what rugby was until uh, Chris Traper, who was my coach at the time, came to Van Meter and, like, started rugby. And it's changed my life so much. And I just realized I kind of want to give the opportunity to other kids. That's awesome. And when you were in high school, too, you you won a couple state championships there, didn't you, for um, rugby? Uh, Just one. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. And Van Meter, too, a small little community outside of Des Moines. What makes Van Meter special? Like, why should the kids right now at Van Meter, why should they go out for rugby? Uh, Van Meter in particular, what um, what makes Van Meter special? I'll start with that. Yeah. Is, uh, well, it's kind of like a smaller town, but we have a lot of, like, bigger schools around us. So we can, you know, attract a lot of people from other towns as well to make the team. Or, like, uh, schools that are on the area that don't have a rugby team, which is kind of nice to have Van Meter be, have a rugby team in particular because it's got like Adel, Waukee, Winterset around it. And, uh, and Winterset is a school as well that used to have rugby that hasn't had in the last few years. So kind of hoping to bring a lot of those schools back together in that area. Definitely. Like Adel too, that's another one that had a program for a while. So Adel and Winterset. And then you mentioned Waukee. I know Waukee's been a name, I swear, every single offseason. People are like, we got to get a team at Waukee. We got to get a team at Waukee. But if you can get a couple kids from Waukee who get excited about it, who knows? Maybe that could pop up and we could see Adel and, and Winterset come back. That'd be pretty awesome. So how are things going so far? Have you had a team meeting, practices? What's uh, what's the team looking like so far? Pretty early right now. So uh, it's always kind of an uphill battle uh, starting out a new team, yep. especially uh, with kids that have never played rugby before. You know, it's always intimidating to try something new. So uh, we're still working on kind of getting enough numbers kind of put together, just a lot of word of mouth, tell your friends kind of thing right now. Um, and we need to get going on it quick, obviously, but uh, just need to get a good little group of guys together, and then we're going to hopefully just hit the ground running from there. It's going to yeah. be a little rusty at the beginning, I'm sure, but uh, just uh, get that first year you know, out of the gates. Oh, yeah. The most important thing. Get the kids out, get them to have fun, and then get them talking about it. So then the years to come, they can be like, all right, 
we're really buying into this and, and we're building something here. And, you know, do you have any connections to, let's say, any football coaches? or Because Van Meter's won, what, three state titles for football in a row? Do you know any football coaches that can help recruit? Yeah, yep. So my uh, older brother, Marcus, is going to be coaching with me nice. on the rugby team. And uh, he is a football coach as well at Van Meter. So he's kind of a nice, um, a nice inside man to have. Uh, he knows – you know, a lot of football players already. So it's easier for him to go around and spread the word. Definitely. And I just know that too, because man, every time the state football tournament comes around and I see pictures of him with that big old mustache every year that he does, like it's yeah. awesome. He needs to bring that back for, for the rugby coaching. Yeah. He's got uh, a mustache made to coach for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like he could definitely be a linebacker for the Chicago bears in the eighties. Like no doubt. Yep. Yeah, he looks like Mike Dick stash almost, yeah, you know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And so what um you you talked about early on, you know, rugby gave you these opportunities and these experiences that mean a lot to you and they they helped you in your life. What are what are some of those, you know, you, you say that and a lot of people say that. What are some specific things that or doors that opened up for you because of rugby? Yeah, so um just for one, you know, fell in love with it in high school mm -hmm. and then uh, going to college, kind of, you know, something I was interested in. And uh, I walked past the rugby, you know, enough I had in mind, but then uh, I walked past the rugby table, uh, my orientation in college, and I saw they had a rugby team there. And uh, that's how I met just a lot of my friends. Uh, some of my best friends still today are because uh, of the rugby team at UNI. So just a lot of the spirals, you know, like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. I don't know, all from uh, starting in high school. Whereas now a lot of people I know in life are through rugby. It's crazy, isn't it? Just one tiny decision you made, like I'll try it out. And then it turns into you have lifelong friends and, and just these connections yeah, you never yeah. imagined when you're, it's like, I'll do this on a whim. And, and it kind of <laughs> guides you from there on out. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you know, yeah. <laughs> still, still doing rugby. So Love it. <laughs> no. And also too, you know, this isn't your first experience coaching, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your coaching experience with rugby? Yeah. So, um, I, in college, I coached Wolf Creek, uh, which is around Cedar Falls. Um, and, uh, I did that for a few years. So DeAndre Moore was a head coach mm -hmm. the first year and he kind of reached out to me as a freshman at UNI and, uh, he just asked if I wanted to be his assistant that year and I was pretty pumped because I had always planned on coaching rugby. I didn't know if I was going to do it in college or not. Right. Um, but, uh, it worked out. And, uh, the next two years after that, I was a head coach there. And, uh, so I do have a little experience there. We did, we had some success at Wolf Creek as well. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you sound pretty humble about it. You guys won a state title. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, the first year, and then the next couple of years, you know, always had a winning record. It was, uh, it was a good team. Yeah. Weren't you guys one of the only teams or like, didn't you guys break Southeast Polk's undefeated streak or did you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was uh that was a great game. Cause it was, uh, you know, we were one a and there were two a at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, we didn't normally play them much, but that was like our biggest game of the season. You know, that was always circled on our schedule. like, we can beat the undefeated Southeast Polk mm -hmm. and uh, we did it. So that was, that was a, Definitely one of my most exciting experiences as a coach. Definitely. And it was one of those things too where, you know, Wolf Creek, LaPorte, Union, 
they're not around anymore. But when you guys were there, I mean, like you said, it was a very successful program. Uh, you've mentioned to me before, too, a big reason for that success was uh, a you and I old boy, and he was the head coach of the football team at Laporte Union. Uh, Joe Hadachek was a huge supporter of it, and he saw the benefits of high school football players and wrestlers when they went out for rugby, it helped them in other sports. Is that something you're using to pitch towards the Van Meter kids? I mean, what are some some skills you see transfer over? What is the benefit for a high school kid to go out for rugby for maybe other sports? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, just in personal experience as well, um, like the, the tackling technique and uh, just, you know, you're just tackling throughout an entire constantly in, in rugby, you know, and getting yourself in good positioning. Mm-hmm. Uh defensively and that's something that uh i guess really transfers over to football and uh it's kind of something hard to teach like the the live game tackling that mm-hmm. you can't really teach up football practice that's kind of uh it and i don't know it's kind of hard it's uh it transfers over well i should say yeah yeah because i remember there was an article written i can't remember what newspaper it was it was around cedar falls or waterloo i can't remember what the newspaper was but i remember they shared an article about how Union Laporte was struggling in football. A bunch of kids went out for rugby, and then the next year they made a run in the state tournament for football. Isaiah Vaughn was the 1A MVP of rugby, and then when he came back out for football, I mean, he was a monster, and a lot of credit was given to the skills that he learned, or not learned, but like kind of worked on uh, during the rugby season. So I think that's something, too, where – Van Meter is kind of already at the top when it comes to football, but why not stay there and continue to work these skills, you know? So definitely I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. And one more thing too, um, you said, you know, rugby, you're constantly making tackles. Um, definitely you more than me. I swear when we play, uh, you, you are in almost every single tackle as I'm watching from like four people away like good job isaac keep making tackles <laughs> uh, that's how it's uh that's how i've always been i uh, <laughs> I, I do credit like i mean it did cross over personally for me uh rugby football i mean uh i not to toot my own horn <laughs> i was like the, uh, the all district defensive mvp in football as well so like i could uh i really credit a lot of that to rugby you know i just have mm-hmm. so much more experience than you know many other people that didn't have the opportunity to play a contact sport year round definitely definitely yeah because i mean track is great and all but like i don't know the skill how much more are you gaining from track to put into football than that live open field tackling full speed yeah. and there's just no comparison yep and i and if if you're a ball runner as well i mean we talk about the defensive benefits but uh you know in the example of az Vaughn, you know he was a, a skill position athlete in football right you know, and like just something about sidestepping and like, uh, you know, your agility. Yep. That would be helpful a little bit more than straight on running like in track. Definitely. So what are some goals you have for the team this year? I know, you know, bringing them back is already a huge accomplishment, but I know you're a competitor. Do you have some goals that you'd like to see, like certain number of players out, certain number of wins? Uh, what What is a successful season for you and Marcus uh this first year back um so i'm pretty um sitting the bar pretty low i guess i just really think i want to see is a complete season mm-hmm. right? you know, people come out and make it all the way to the end you know it's hard to expect a uh 
you know, like a breakout season, that'd be great. But mm-hmm. like, uh, you can't expect to walk in with people I've never played rugby before and, uh, and just go run to town. But, uh, it, uh, I guess it's, you just never really know until, uh, you get things going and it's kind of the team chemistry that we end up having. Definitely. No. And I think that is kind of a huge goal, like to complete that first season because one a is, is very difficult. I mean, you have powerhouses and Bondurant and Waterloo Columbus, Waterloo Columbus has won the last three or three of the last four state titles in one a Bondurant's always up there. Denver's a really solid squad. I mean, there's, there's really good teams at one a. So I think, yeah, being able to show up and and have a full team and getting guys to get excited and enjoy the sport and fall in love with it the way that you did. I mean, that, that would be, I think that would be a huge measure of success and yeah, no, we're, we're, we're rooting for you guys. Cause again, we just love seeing the growth and especially getting those old teams back out and especially a team with history that van meter has with a, with a state title when you were there. So it's cool to see. It's really cool to see. And also, Something super cool that I saw a couple weeks ago when I was driving home from work. So I, you know, I work on the south side of Des Moines, trying to get to West Des Moines. I'm driving through downtown and I see this tandem bicycle just (laughs) riding by and I'm sitting there at the stoplight and I'm like, look at these two muscle turkeys, like a couple of hunks riding bicycles. Guy in front has a mustache, Uh, guy also buff, but a little bit smaller behind him. Look at these guys just riding a tandem bike downtown. And then I'm like, those guys look familiar. Oh my God, it's Marcus and Isaac. And I honked at you guys and you both turned around and looked at me like, who like who wants to fight? But you guys also are just so happy. And then you just kept riding your bike and smiling. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, by the way. So uh, random. Can you not smile on a tandem bike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, a new adventure for sure as well <laughs> so i guess yeah last question as we wrap up how did you and your brother get into riding uh a tandem bike i know he's huge into biking like ragbri yeah yep so i uh that was a recent purchase of mine <laughs> i just uh uh it's funny i actually bought it for me and my girlfriend and uh it seems me and marcus have been the only one ridden it so far so <laughs> <laughs> seriously that was one of the craziest things and then it was funny too because a random like Instagram group of a couple of guys that used to work with at Gusto Pizza. We share really stupid memes with each other. And like two days after that, they sent a meme about these two guys on a tandem bike. And I'm like, oh my God, I just saw my friends on one of those. And they're like, yeah, okay. You always make stuff up. And I'm like, no, really? And I texted both <laughs> you and Marcus. And I don't remember what I said. It was something about like, I don't know, you were protecting the country by riding that bike. And you and Marcus yeah. both replied immediately, and I screenshotted it and sent it to them. And I'm like, here's my proof. And they're like, you really have friends that are grown men that ride tandem bikes downtown Des Moines? I'm like, yeah, I have cool friends, so get over it. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to brag about that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all sure fun. Whenever we rode by you and you honked, we looked back like, I hope that was going to eat you. oh and and the thing was too i was at the light i mean you were like inches away from my car like not like you were gonna hit it but i mean like i couldn't have been closer it was it was just really random but no i'll uh i know you're doing trivia tonight i appreciate you for for sharing this story uh for a second time the internet didn't go out so this will save and we'll be able to share this story tomorrow so 
really, really excited for you, man. Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, good luck this spring, man. All right. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Have a good night. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you Saturday. Uh, yep. Uh, Saturday. Oh, yeah, the banquet, yeah. Yeah, the Wombat Banquet. Yeah, yep, yep, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, have a good one, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. See ya. Bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And that was Isaac Benton. Really happy to always hear from Isaac. Really glad that he's got Van Meter back up and running. It's That's so rude it's awesome. of you. What? So rude. Did you know that uh, his brothers never re- like realized he had a lisp until we were giving him shit about it? Until you were just a big old mean boy. Yeah, basically. They're like, I never noticed that. I'm like, really? Huh. Oh, my It's not gosh. that bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, the bicycle story, uh, one of the most recent but most favorite things with Isaac Benton and Marcus Benton. They're, they're, good, they're good guys. And they I'm really guys. hoping. Good, that's a damn good family. Yeah, and I'm hoping to see, you know, um, you know, some big things out of Van Meter because, mm. I don't know, you just buy into what they do. Good yeah. people. So, yeah, awesome to see Van Meter is back. Another major development. So, this is kind of funny. <laughs> major League Rugby and USA Rugby collaborate to launch Hawks Program, a centralized squad developed to evaluate USA qualified players. Huh. Now, does this sound awfully familiar? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, hmm. so who would you, if you were going to compare this team to anybody, who who does it sound like? Wait, let me read a little bit more. Major League Rugby and USA Rugby Today announced the assembly of the Hawks, a men's 15s developmental squad set to compete in eight exhibition matches starting March 4th, 2023, so last weekend. And they got a little bit, They I think they lost like 35, 40 points. Oof. Against Super Rugby Americas clubs and other international development sides. Huh. What's that sound like to you? Kind of sounds like, you know, a team with a mascot that's like a, a dinosaur. Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's kind of funny, too, because a lot of people saw this pop up. And it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. They made the announcement on, this is what's funny. This was posted on Thursday, March 2nd. Their first game. This was the fourth. Was on March fourth. So this obviously was in the works for a while, yeah. but people weren't like really talking about it. And they played against Southam, and they 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 got it taken to them. And uh, yeah, it, it's just funny because like they basically, as you read this press release, and they're trying to be like USA Rugby MLR. We came up with this idea, and it's like, ugh, like. If we made the meme where it's like, hey, you can copy my homework, but make sure it looks a little bit mm-hmm. different. It doesn't like that's what it really the vibes it's giving off. Yeah. It's like, cause, but it is. Don't get me wrong. This is good. No, it's cool, especially given some of these guys that might not have the opportunity to, you know, be on the roster to play in these actual MLR matches. Right. So, because if we look at this roster, we see guys from like Houston's developmental side, 
we see guys who aren't making the top 23 mm-hmm. consistently. These are young American-born players. And the Raptors, they had nine USA guys start. The other six, mm-hmm. according to that Twitter thing from Pat Clifton, the other six were international players. All 15 guys who started for the Hawks, they were all U.S.-born. Okay. So that is cool. This is something USA Rugby should have done a long time yeah. ago. But, you know, good for them. They they said they're going to try to make changes in that one quarterly letter mm. to the fans, the open letter. You know. It just seems odd because, I mean, like, I, I like the idea. Yeah. Uh, but you obviously have guys playing on different MLR teams. You know, they all play against each other. And then you're going to, you know, pull them all together and play on this one team. Right. So how are you supposed to get a lot of camaraderie together when it's probably a very short, like, or not stint, but it's probably a very short notice for them. Like, how do you like train? Like, you're yeah. training with Nola Gold, the Houston Academy, the Dallas Jackals, the Young Glory U23 team, Rugby New York Ironworkers, uh, Utah Warriors, Houston Sabercats, Rugby yeah, ATL. Like, all on this different guy, teams. This guy is unattached. This guy is San Diego. And then also, this was cool, too, looking through here. Uh, does the name Elijah Hayes sound familiar? Oh, Prop from the yeah. Utah Warriors? Yeah. Iowa Central Community College. Yeah. He played for them. So he hasn't been on the top 23 consistently for Utah, but he's getting a look here. You know, but they're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, like, are these guys living in Charlotte, North Carolina, working together, or are they in, you know, Atlanta? And then on Thursday, they get the call. Hey, can you be here Friday? You're playing down in. Yeah, uh, I hope it's not like that. You're playing in Argentina on Saturday. <sighs> yeah, I really hope it's not like that. But and it's obviously easy for us to speculate how it's exactly ran. But right, I, I'd like to. I would love to know more about it and see how they exactly set that all up for them. Right. I mean, it does say that led by USA Rugby Men's Pathway Director Brendan Kane Keen Kane who will serve as the head coach for the Hawks, the squad will relocate 28 highly touted players to train and compete in a daily high-performance environment. Each squad member was selected through the USA Rugby Pathways Network, identified through combines, junior national teams, talent ID camps, in addition to those selected high recommendations from MLR general managers. So again, they're done on April 29th. MLR season goes into June. Mm-hmm. So maybe they look at this almost as like a baseball team being like, hey, you're going to get your at-bats in the minors. You're going to go play against some talent. And then once you're done playing meaningful minutes, instead of sitting on our bench and only getting reps in practice, you're playing against international talent. Now when you come back to our roster, are we going to see in May, in June, these teams where we always talk about depth is so important. mm mm-hmm. Are there going to be injuries on some of these teams where these guys step up and they've made huge growth? Yeah, probably almost guarantee it. Yeah. Part of the game. If anything, I I always say like more rugby is always good. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, But again, the thing on Twitter, everybody was making the joke. Why don't the Raptors and the Hawks play against each other? They're Mm -hmm. both in the super rugby Americas kind of thing. And everyone was obviously saying like, well, because they're the same thing. They they want to yeah. accomplish the same thing, but they want to do it their way. If they played against each other, like it wouldn't be the players that would, you know, whatever, but like the the organizing bodies, mm-hmm. I can see them being like 
this was our idea. Well, we're USA rugby. Ah, and then it's like, yeah. you know, it's just better off if we avoid it. Yeah. But it makes too much sense. Play the game on US soil. Get USA people happy. Speaking of USA people being happy, that Chicago Hounds game for Major League Rugby, 4,443 people attended that game. Hey, that's awesome. That is an amazing number. People said the the tailgate was awesome. The atmosphere was awesome. I think it's going to grow. Mm. The weather's going to continue to get better. More people are going to come out. We have our match that we're going to on April 23rd against the NOLA Gold. If you want to go with us, go to the Fox Valley website. Foxvalley.com, whatever, Google search Fox Valley. Go mm. to their website. Buy a ticket for the tailgate in the game. $25 for a ticket. It's going to be the cheapest, best ticket you can get oh, the yeah. whole season. We are going to have a party in the parking lot. The tailgate is going to be awesome. It is open to anybody in Iowa. It is open to anybody in Chicago. It's open to anybody in Wisconsin. Anybody can join us from across the world. Buy your tickets before April 1st. April 1st is going to be the cutoff date for this special group rate. So if you want to lock in your ticket to make sure you're in the section with our friends or with Iowa rugby people, and you want to lock in that special rate that's going to be cheaper than anything else, you get access to our special tailgate you want on the charter bus, get your ticket now. Please do not wait. Don't be like on rugby time. Like, oh, I'll get to it when yes, I get to it. Definitely don't do rugby time. <laughs> they have to plan this out because, again, this is official, you know. So get there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, would love to see you there. Nash Bash is in a couple of weeks too. Mm-hmm. If you want to go down to Nash Bash, that's less formal. Just show up. Let us know. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you need, uh, if you're trying to figure out like places to stay and stuff too, I mean, definitely hit some of us up because there's probably some people that have some rooms in their hotels and stuff like that. So, oh, there's floor yeah. space. There's plenty of floor space. So. There's floor space. Yeah. So yeah, Chicago trip, Nash Bash. Get your tickets. Go join us. It's going to be fun. It's a lot of fun be awesome. stuff going on. Definitely. Definitely. Let's stay on the MLR track. Uh, what do you want to bet on this week? What should the bet be? I don't know. You bought we... my beer last night. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. We could work out some of the pallies and do a hot wing challenge. That'd be funny. <laughs> we did that last time. I know. That was really funny. But. I don't I mean, know. We could just we could buy do the hot wings. Yeah, or just do something simple. I don't like doing gross stuff. No, I don't like, either. Thing. I mean, no, we're adults. Yeah. We don't need to do that. How about this? We just double down. This person, two beers. <laughs> okay. All right. Loser has to buy two beers. Two beers or a beer and a shot. Okay. Beer and a shot. Industry standard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. All right. So first match, we have New England Free Jacks. They are hosting. Old Glory. Hmm. I want to go New England Free Jacks. I also have the New England Free Jacks. They were highly touted early on. They kind of fell off. I still think they have it. I think Old Glory does not have it. No. And plus, it's obviously home field advantage. I firmly believe that helps. Yeah. The next one. Chicago Hounds are hosting Toronto Arrows. I'll go first on this one. 
I'm taking Chicago. They're getting their first victory. I know. I was going to say the same thing, dude. Toronto is coming off a bye. Yep. Toronto still, like, their roster has holes on it. Mm-hmm. And Chicago is piecing things together. Chicago is still missing a few of their international players. Yep. They have the rights to a lot of so players that yeah, we haven't some, seen like, yet. Visa issues, right, still? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to take Chicago. I think this yeah. is when they do it. Yeah, I agree 100%. Next match, I think that's a pretty easy one. San Diego Legion. Yeah. Those Dallas Jackals at Snapdragon Stadium. Yeah, I'm definitely going San Diego. San Diego. Now This is the tough one. <laughs> this is the tough one. This is going to be the one that really uh, makes a difference. Because, okay, the last match is the only match on Sunday. Uh, New York goes to NOLA. Uh, New York. Yeah, and I'm taking yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah definitely. York. Yep. So we both have New York. So we agree on this one i think we're gonna differ on this next one so we have seattle they're hosting houston sabercats i've thought long and hard about this they're both three and oh they're the last two undefeated teams after this match unless they tie after this match there will only be one undefeated team seattle they are a perennial powerhouse Mm -hmm. they made it to the championship last year uh, year before, uh, they, they had a they little had a bit rough, of a dip. Yeah. They have more championships than anybody, and they look back to be back in form. Houston Sabercats have been at the bottom of the table since this league has existed. This looks to be their year. They mm-hmm. look like they have something they special. They good. They've added some special pieces. Um, I know who I'm going to pick. I, I feel like I made an argument for both of them there. Yeah, definitely. You know, that San Diego-Houston match last week was – amazing and mm-hmm. houston easily could have lost it seattle put a beat down on a red carded dallas team yeah who who wants to go first i can i i would like to go first because okay. i think i know what I'm you're gonna, gonna pick anyways i'm gonna hold up a number behind my back okay so this is one and this is two or i'll type it in my phone okay, okay. yeah you put it in your phone just, so, just to make phone, sure just to make sure there's no funny business yeah because i also <sighs> Is if you come up with the same answer as me, then I'm switching it because we got to have a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, who's your team? I'm going with Seattle. And I'm going with Houston. Perfect. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> I, I felt like you were going to go with Seattle. Yeah. I, no, I really like Houston. I like what they're doing right now. Yeah. And I I don't know. I feel a little not silly not going with them, but because I do believe in them. Like, I think they're going to be very, very good this year. But obviously, Seattle has the experience, they have the hardware. They are currently undefeated. They were in the championship last year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard not to go with Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you see Houston and, and you think back to, we always pulled for Houston because at the start, Paul, Emmerich, Paul Emmerich, yep, was the head coach there. Um, he's no longer the coach there, but like we always had love for Houston. Mm-hmm. And, and I still just, I love what they do with the youth programs down there. They have their academy down there. And I feel like the community is really buying in. And then when they buy in, they went out and they signed some big name players mm-hmm. and it just, it, things are clicking. And I, and I, they play a fun brand of rugby and it's finally happening. So, yeah. So it looks like, again, just like last week. And I'm a little nervous that like, I'm a little nervous about the Hounds match, but I don't know. I think I think they're going to get their first win. Toronto's not good. Not well, Chicago's not that good. Yeah. Yet. They yeah, have the potential, yeah. I think, to be really good. Yeah. Well, I agree. And I think it starts now. Mm-hmm. You know, that I mean, I'm, this is more bias willing it into yep. existence. What I was going to say is I'm a little nervous the fact how when we did this last year with our YouTube series, 
we were all over the board. Everybody oh, yeah. was all over. There was so much parody. Is the league? I, I see like John Cullen. I see him tweet out like he has like three tiers of like championship contender. These teams are pretenders. These teams are a maybe, and then these teams just hey take the year off. Like mm-hmm. you guys need to rebuild. Is it that obvious? Like who? Is going to beat who? Because it seems like we're very much in agreement, yeah. and we've been we're, we're doing we're over five hundred on our predictions. So I'm seventy percent. Yeah, you're sixty. 60. <laughs> but no, that game could have went either way, right? Well, and I guess too, New England and Old Glory, they're kind of in the same tier. Yeah, so that could be a toss up. We could be wrong there yeah. too. But I do feel and I would like, say probably Hounds and Toronto are probably in similar positions as well. So right, and then. San Diego and New York, I feel like are the only two that are pretty much, they feel like guarantees. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously this Seawolves and Sabercats match is going to be, I honestly think that's going to be a toss up. Watch, we're going to go, one person's going to go one and four and the other's going to go oh and five. This week. <laughs> oh like, my God. Oh, do we know rugby too much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say we should probably watch our mouths then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be good. Uh, and then moving into uh, the American Raptors, we've talked about them. Yep. They are going to be down. And they are playing against Yakari 15. That is, we said, in Paraguay. Um, Asuncion. Asuncion, yeah. Asuncion. Uh, they're on the road again. Really looking for their first victory here. And I, Hopefully they get I think they got a good chance. I think they have a really good chance. Yeah. Looking at some of these scores and just kind of how they've been putting things together, mm-hmm. I think they, they pull out a victory this one. Yeah. I think, too, over the long run, the Raptors are going to have more success than the Hawks. One, the Hawks, that's so boring. Like, what What are they? The USA Hawks because Eagles, yeah. whatever. I don't know. It's goofy. Smaller bird. Bird like, prey. <laughs> the Raptors, man, they just, like, they're dedicated to this 24-7. Mm-hmm. The Hawks are doing this for, like, what, eight weeks? Eight weeks, yeah. It's developmental yeah. for MLR guys and potentially, yeah. I guess, potential USA Eagles. But... Right. Or the Raptors, it's like, hey, you 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 buy into this and you're you're full time like this is what we're doing, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I think in the long run, the Raptors are gonna have more success through yeah. this route, but also they're they're in two different spots. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then lastly, Six Nations is back, round four back. Reminder where we're at in the table. Ireland is at the top three and zero. Scotland is in second at two and one. England is at third at two and one. They both have 10 points, but the point differential, Scotland is ahead of England by Mm. two. Then in fourth place, you have France at two and one. They also have 10 points, but their point differential is much lower. Is three. England is 21. Scotland is 23. So France, if they want to jump up, they need to. Yeah, they need to put points on. They need to get some points. Italy has. One point, they're 0-3. Wales has zero points, they're 0-3. Also, basically, Italy got a bonus loss because their match against France was close. So this weekend, on the 11th, we have Italy and Wales, pretty much a battle for fifth. Don't want to be at the bottom of the table. This kind of will decide it. Then England and France, that'll be a good Good one. one. Yeah. You know, again, any like anybody but Italy and Wales can win this thing mm-hmm. if france has a big victory big point margin you know they're right back in it yeah they'll jump up yep uh england also i mean again put up some points 
And then the big one, Scotland versus uh, Ireland. Yeah, basically that will be deciding. In my opinion, that's going to decide the who wins this whole Six Nations. So Yeah, that'll be good. And that's going to be on Sunday, Scotland and England. So we'll keep an eye. You want to make predictions on this too? Won't count it towards anything. That's but fine. I would definitely say Italy over Wales. I was going to say Wales over Italy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, that next one's hard. England and France. I don't know. France being last year's winner. I mean, they, I don't know. That's yeah, tough. You always say that. Uh, I was impressed with France when they yeah. played Scotland. I'm going to take France. I was honestly thinking France too, but I have to, might have to take England because I feel like we're both going to say Ireland for the next one. I'm saying Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. so yeah, you know what? I, Screw it. I'll say England. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most confrontational you've ever been. <laughs> oh, you pick this? I go opposite. <laughs> There's uh, got to be a tiebreaker, bro. Yeah. And dude, we're, we're so like lucky right now. Like, the amount of rugby that's on TV between, yeah. you know, sevens world rugby. We have 15s mm. for six nations. We have 15s for the Raptors. We have 15s for MLR. Yeah. Premier rugby sevens is going to have some stuff soon. Their draft, that second draft is coming soon. And then tournaments are coming in the summer. I mean, there's, there's so rugby. much rugby to watch. I know. And I got all the options to stream it right now, which is awesome. Yeah. If you have the, what is it? The uh, Peacock Network? Peacock, yeah, and the has, Rugby Network, too. Yeah, yeah I got the all Rugby that Network, yeah. you get all that stuff for yeah. free. Eric Nichols actually texted me. He's like, hey, school me very quickly on MLR. Like, who's good, who's not? How do I watch it? I'm like, dude, the Rugby Network, and the cool thing is, too, you can go to the Rugby Network, and they have these, like, 20-minute little episodes, like a week recap. Mm-hmm. And they'll go over every game. They'll talk about the players, player movement, what's happening. Um, the problem is when we record these episodes, they don't have those published until like after. Yeah. So like we have to like actually watch the games, mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> but no, like we have so much access to rugby at our fingertips. Yeah. It's beyond awesome. Yeah, it's astronomically different than it was five years ago. Yeah. Oh, and or I even think, like three years ago. <laughs> I even think of like in college when it was just like it was so difficult to look up like when's USA playing? How do we get to be able to see USA? I remember us watching we, it at uh, the OP. OP. Yeah, a couple of times. But we'd go to the OP and like, can you find this game? And they're like, dude, what <laughs> channel is that on? Like, how do we even find this? And yeah. they're like, we don't know. Like, and then eventually it's, someone would figure it out. But like, says it's on the it's on the TV, guys. It says you have it. <laughs> yeah, the streaming options now are just insane. Yeah. So watch rugby. The biggest thing too, I think, especially you see it with a lot of clubs like Iowa City's done it, Dubuque's done it. Quad cities have done it. They go and like wombats. We've done it a ton of times. We try to do this all the time where it's like you find a match that everyone can go to mm-hmm. like, Oh, this match on at two o'clock, let's go to this bar. And then there's random people in the bar. And if they see us getting excited, they'll look at the TV and be like, Oh, what is that? Rugby? Why, why are they all huddled together? Well, let me tell you here. And then it's like, you try to make new fans. Yeah. I mean, obviously not being a douche, like, Hey dude, you have to watch this. Let me tell you what's happening. But if they ask questions, you're there to answer. And exactly. that's cool. I wonder if the Royal mile is going to open up early on Saturday morning for like, hmm. like if we went at 8am and they have soccer on, but if we could watch the world cup or sorry, if we could six watch nations six and, nations, yeah. like there's a group of people like, Oh, Oh, go Man U. Oh, Man City. Oh, Everton. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're over there like, 
Italy and Wales. Like, yeah. <laughs> They'd probably be like, get out of here. Like, we don't want this happening. I don't know. That, that'd be interesting. Oh, I mean, I know Iowa City's, like, for the Six Nations or whatever, they've been going to a bar that opens up really early so they can go watch yeah. it. So, Or yeah. we just talked to Pally's, like, hey, can you uh, let us in at 8 a.m.? And they got a new breakfast pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would actually be pretty yeah, cool. I know, right? Breakfast yeah. pizza and Bloody Mary's. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Let's actually talk to them. I think we should, actually. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, oh God, we got to do it now. <laughs> I know. And then also, too. Then we have the banquet tomorrow night. Uh, oh, some fun. Referee clinic in Quad Cities and the coaching clinic, I guess, in the Quad Cities tomorrow as well. Yeah. Um, so much going on. I know. I wish USA Rugby was so much better about their educational courses. We've been wanting like a coaching clinic for so long. And the way it was just like dropped in there last minute, it stinks because I know of so many guys who want to get certified and girls who want to mm-hmm. get certified for coaching. But to have like two, three weeks notice. And then and X amount of people have to be committed before they actually like do it. Yeah. That sucks. It sucks. And then it's like, you know, for people who live on the east side of the state, that's a good location. Other people, it's going to be a little bit tougher. And on short notice, it's hard to make those plans. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But it's good. It's happening. Yeah. At least it's happening. Yeah. Do you have anything else that is pressing before Hmm. we wrap up? Anything that's pressing? Anything else you want to? Talk about or share? Hmm. I don't know. Can't really think of anything at the moment. Just oh. really excited that rugby is going to be starting up here in a few weeks. Got all these big trips and old no prep fill. Yeah, it's a little no prep, whatever. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I just want to make sure because I feel like our list is long, but I do know like sometimes we do miss stuff. So Yeah, definitely. Because again, we're blessed. There's so many cool rugby things happening. Get out there, do something, have uh-huh. fun. And uh, we'll keep on doing uh, this. Yeah, select side. I just thought of that. That's next weekend. Yeah, March 18th. Tryouts. Tryouts in Iowa yeah, City. In Iowa City. So if you want to do select side, get there. In Iowa City and talk to DeAndre Morris running mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, I plan on doing it. And I know a decent amount of other Wombats are planning on doing it. And a couple other guys from different clubs would just like to see some more. So yeah. Need some good representation because we got a couple of uh, – prep matches before that i saw that yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be good good yeah. tough matches a match yeah. against the blues Oof. yeah a match against is there a match against uh was palmer in there too i don't remember i'd have to look at the email or was that des moines talking about they're playing palmer i can't remember. i can't remember yeah, yeah. Bah, no. you know. it'll be good it'll be good yeah how you feeling good you 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 I like this microphone.
Let you go. 